0: Welcome to a Canadian investing in the U.S. a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland. Welcome to another episode of Canadian investing in the U.S. This week, my guest is uh, DeAndre Anderson. Uh, we had DeAndre back on episode 180, and he's talking about uh, doing land. Um, actually, you know what? I'm just going to mention this because you just talked about this a second ago. He, uh, DeAndre, would li- we like I always chat beforehand, but he was like. I actually people reach out to me, right? If you guys are actually like, you know, especially Canadians investing in the US and you want to like some people to, you know, you have a product or you have something you want to offer or you want to come on the show, you know, leverage my network, you know. Um, Yeah, DeAndre was just telling me some people reached out from, from the show, from the last show. So like, seriously, there's some value here. Anyway, <laughs> without further ado, DeAndre, like um, let's start by giving people a bit of an intro to yourself and then we'll
1: uh, we'll get into this again. Yeah, hello everyone. So my name is DeAndre. I'm a wholesale. I'm a wholesaler, vacant land wholesaler, uh, land investor, real estate investor, all the above, uh, mobile home investor. Uh, I've been doing this since 2018. uh, Only 27 years old. 27. That's that's crazy, right? Like that's
0: so good, right? (laughs) I'm like 13 years older than you. (laughs) But anyway. Awesome. In your 20s doing all this stuff. So you, uh, I think what piqued my interest was we were talking uh, online and you were showing me you're doing some like development of mobile home parks or a small little community
1: or tell us a little bit about what you're working on now. Yeah. So, yeah, that's correct. So I basically purchased a seven acre parcel, right? And then when I purchased it, I figured out that there was no zoning to the entire seven acre. So it did come with a double wide mobile home on it um so I was like okay so I I initially bought the property just for the mobile home it's kind of like a rehab project you know and then I'm like well I got all this extra land you know what am I going to do with it uh so I reached out to the county and I asked them about zoning and what can I do stuff like that and the person from the zoning department told me hey well there's no zoning and I was like no zoning is that a thing I thought every lot I said the same thing, you know, because where I live at is very populated. If you don't, there there's always a type of zoning designation. So when the person said no zoning, I was like, but I still have to pull a permit to do what I want. They was like, yeah, you can pull a permit, but you know, whatever it is, it'll likely get approved. Um, And I was just like, wow. Um, So that's kind of where the idea stem from. So I was in my head like. Uh, so I did purchase a seven acre parcel with a double wide mobile home on it. And I was just thinking, what can I do to maximize all this land and all this acreage? So that's what came up with the idea. Like, you know what? I think that I should slowly, but surely build my own little mobile home park community. Yeah. Cause
0: those are hard to get permits, right? To build them right now. And you have, Mm -hmm. you got like the loophole right, right here. So, uh, you know, whereabouts is this? What city is this around? I know it's gonna be in Florida somewhere, but whereabouts
1: in Florida? No, it's in the, so it's actually in Mississippi. It's in oh. the, it's in Columbus, Mississippi, uh, you know, like a, a small town, um, but it's definitely up and coming with some of the stuff that they're doing there right now. Okay. Okay,
0: so so maybe let's backtrack a little bit. How do you find this land to start with, right? And then
1: we'll get well, into how to do the the rest of this. Well, well, number one, I'm a land guy. So my first thing is land. So I look for land primarily and I wholesale land to developers, building companies, uh, flippers, stuff of that nature. So there are some type of land deals that I decide, you know what, I want to keep for myself and I kind of pick and choose. So right. I was doing, you know, I pull my list. I, have, uh, I pay people to pull lists for me um, and I use different third party softwares like PropStream and Datatree and it's a bunch of them out there. Uh, And then I do my skip tracing and my marketing. And once I start marketing to these sellers for these vacant lots uh, you know, one acres, two acres, eight acres, 10, you know, infill lots, uh, I get a variety of different sellers that come that start responding to me. So when they respond, then I just determine, am I going to wholesale this lot? uh, Or am I going to buy it and sell it? Or am I just going to keep it for myself and do something with it? Uh, And the ones that I decide to keep, I have a very special, unique thing that I like to do with mobile homes if it's zoned for mobile homes or if there's no zoning at all then i'm gonna be on the edge of like you know what i think i should keep this but it's it all stems from just marketing to vacant landowners
0: cool so you're gonna put some some mobile homes on this um don't know a lot about this myself but you're doing development so i'm guessing Uh you gotta come up with like a site plan you know running some sewer electrical all that jazz Yes. (laughs)
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. I had to learn that very quickly. There was no escaping. <laughs> yeah. So, so tell uh, me about
0: that. How do you get the site plans? Do you just draw this up on a, a napkin? I'm I'm guessing it's a little bit more
1: organized than this, right? <laughs> a little bit more organized. So you basically, everything that you do is just like anything else. You basically hire out, you hire everything out. So um, this, in this area, um, there was no city water, no city water, right? So I had to hire you know, uh, a septic company to install a septic system, right? Um, it was a lot cheaper up there than it is down here. It was only four. It was only forty three hundred bucks to install an entire septic system. Uh, would, which and I that would hose all. That would that would work for all the homes. Well, no, that's for that's for one property. Okay, okay. That was for one property, but when I compared the price to down here oh, for yeah. one, it was like fifteen grand. For yeah. an entire septic system and that wasn't the end of it um so when they when they quoted me um i got a couple different quotes to make sure i was good but the 4300 hundred dollar when i went with that company and that company who did my septic system they actually drew up the site plans um for the the uh, i think it was i think it's the health department or uh, whoever approves of the septic systems. yeah it's the uh in mississippi it's the mississippi health department so because uh, first thing you got to do, you got to get a perk test. Okay. So the yeah. company who does a septic, septic system, they are the ones who do the perk test. And once they do the perk test, right? You submit it into the health department. Now they require the site plans. That person who did the septic also does the site plans. So once they get the site plans, once they get the perk test, and then once we I sent them a survey, then they came back out, they came back with the perk test, you know, the type of soil that the property has. Now my guy who does the septic system, now he can do the septic and, and basically move forward. But they were the ones who did my site plans. Um, and the guy kind of told me that to kind of, he told me to tread lightly a little bit. He was like, if you put too many properties on here too quickly, and then you start running into commercial zoning and which you want to avoid right now, because when it, if it turns to commercial taxes are higher, fees are higher, things of that nature. Um, but you can absolutely hire out somebody to do your site plans. You don't have to do them yourself. You don't put them on a napkin. You pay somebody to do it. And all of this stuff, you you pay once everything is complete. You don't there's no deposit. There's no, oh, I'm paying. Not, you don't pay anything until the health department comes out and says, this septic system has been passed and approved. Oh, oh that's, that's awesome. Of that. Yeah.
0: So, you, so you're building this plan and say, I'm picturing it to look kind of like a tree. You come in and it kind of spreads out and does it. So you just give them like the first you know branch or two, and then you, you stop there or a couple homes and you show them part of the site plan, basically. And the other part will be like future phase two kind of thing.
1: Yeah. So you basically just show them like a branch. You don't give them the entire thing unless you want to do everything at once. It's different. But I'm basically just giving them a branch, one branch, another branch, another branch, kind of slowly but surely. OK. Yeah, and then in the future, you can you know do it. You could do another branch or you could do multiple branches. You can do it in any way you want. It's really no zoning and no requirements. You really can do it how you want. So you said you're outside of the city limits because you don't have the
0: septic. So are you going to like, like, what about wells? Like, do you need a well? Do you need water? Can you hook
1: up to something or do you have to figure that all out as well? Well, the, uh, so basically the guy who did the septic system, um, he also did that as well. Um, so he did all the, he did all the connections with the plumbing. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. This guy that I hired, man, he was like, so he's a, a, a licensed septic installer, yeah. right? He's also a guy that does uh, what do you call like the driveways and the concrete. If you need like a roadway concrete, uh, he does, he's a licensed plumber. So he was able to handle that, the sewer part as well. And then he was, a, he's also a licensed electrician. I was like, dude, what else, what don't you do, man? Like what? I'm like, do you do HVAC too? He was like, nah, I don't do HVAC. I was like, okay, great. Cause you know, like, I'm like, yo, I'm just trying to throw all these responsibilities on him. So he did he it. Did. So it's like. I kind of got lucky because he was, like I said, a plumber, electrician, concrete guy. He did my driveway. Um, he built the electrical service. Uh, he connected the sewer. They did the septic system. And then, like you know, he basically did, I would say, at least eighty percent of the job. Um, but regardless, he still had to pull permits. He still had to go through his own process. But you know, I kind of got lucky finding a guy that you know wore multiple hats.
0: And I like it. So he's pouring the driveways, he's probably pouring the pads for where these homes are going to go. Where do you, well, like, where are you getting homes, or you don't have to say the names, but like, you getting some homes, you're going to put them in, have you, have you got to that point right now? Hello everybody, thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, I just wanted to let you know that I've created a new coaching program. I believe the new coaching program has way more value than any of the programs that have even existed in the past. What we've done is pre-recorded all the lessons so that you can work through it at your own pace, which is pretty cool. And then we're going to meet up on a regular basis to answer the questions, do deal analysis, and actually spend our time together working on things instead of spending our time learning things. I think this will make a seamless transition to buying in the United States and will help you solve a lot of your problems. If this is of interest to you, go to glensutherland.com slash coaching. I hope to help you guys invest in the United States and I hope we provide as much value as possible. Back to the podcast.
1: Well, yeah. So you have so you have options. So, like I said, I bought the property with a double wide mobile home on it. So I put I put some guys in there, rehabbed it, and I started renting that one out. So I have a double wide that's you know that's being rented, that's been rehabbed and rented. So for the first home, for the first uh, home, I decided to go with a single wide mobile home, and I went to a mobile home dealer okay so the mobile home dealers they're all in all 50 states in the united states they're everywhere you basically reach out and contact them and let you know that they basically you give them the parcel that you have they go out there to take a look at it and then once they once they come back they let you know what your options are uh double Y, single Y, and then you have make models and then different manufacturers all that stuff right um And then they got, you know, and then some of these mobile homes, they can get really pricey and then some of them can be really cheap. So my plan is to create kind of like a small mobile home community where I rent these out. And then in the future, I sell the homes and just, you know, charge lot rent, which is the whole purpose of a mobile home park. You want you make money from the land. You know what I'm saying? Um, So that's that's basically the entire uh, like the entire the entire scheme of things.
0: I like it, and then so this this maybe pop back a little bit in our conversation. So you're running all these electricals and utilities and everything in. Um, you submeter all these things, or do you set run a separate line to each one?
1: Oh, uh, it's a separate. It's a separate line. It's all. Okay. It's all separate. Everything is separate. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, that's cool because then you, you you don't even have to deal with the bills. So you can get them to set it up all on their own. You can walk away from it. Like, um, for instance, with some of my properties, like I I don't pay utilities for tenants. Um, but some of them we have to like um you know submeter charge uh it gets charged to me and then we have to go and you know get the tenants to pay me back right? basically but, you got to bill it back charge to the yeah. you then you bill it back to the tenant right yeah that's uh, it's, it's kind of a pain in the butt because it comes off of your cash flow you get it later but you know you know you gotta live off this stuff right
1: yeah i got you yeah it's all it's all separate uh utility in the the tenant pays all water all electricity all that stuff so all utilities um and obviously in the beginning when you're doing when you're in the beginning phases um you you have to get the water on you got to get the electricity on so you're going to be billed for that in the beginning or oh, yeah. you know, i basically just consider into my holding cost like yeah. while this is being built while i'm fixing it up while i'm doing this um you know i'm billed but then once everything is complete and you get that letter from the building department saying your mobile home has passed the inspections now you get a tenant in there and then you transfer all the utilities uh over to the tenant you basically cut utilities off like i cut it off And then it's up to them to put it in there. So we make sure, hey, the utilities will be cut off in the next three to five days. You have to call the water company, the electric company. Here's their number. Here's their name. Here's their website. Uh, Make sure you switch it now because the service will stop. So if they don't do it within a certain amount of time, they're going to be in the dark and without any water. So we transfer that and we make it very clear. It's going to be, it's going to, the service is going to stop. Make sure you transfer as soon as possible. Cool. He said
0: holding costs a second ago. Um, mm-hmm. what, what do you got for holding costs? What, how much, of, you don't have to say numbers, but like, what do you have to hold on?
1: Gotcha. So with the holding costs, you got your water bill, you got your light bill. Um, you also got property insurance. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, so you all, you always want to, that's the first thing that you want, even with a mobile home, you need property insurance. So insurance costs, water, sewer. Um, you also have the property taxes, right? You have to pay pro- your property taxes, uh, on the mobile on the mobile home is considered personal property. So it's considered so the mobile home is considered personal property, not real property. Uh so it's separate from the land. So the property taxes is another another holding cost. And then obviously any debt, if you use a line of credit, if you borrow any money, um, then you also you have that holding cost as well. So do
0: you use for your land when you were buying that, you used to use the line of credit to purchase it? Is that well, so
1: so so when I initially when I initially purchased the parcel, I used my own cash that I made from wholesaling land. So I because it was it was cheap. It was only fifty-three thousand dollars to get seven acres of land with a double wide mobile home. So I did I was thinking about taking the you know doing the debt route or the credit line route, but it just didn't make sense to me. Yeah. Um so I just I wanted to own it free and clear. And then when I want to get the second mobile home, I mean with the the, the second home on it the mobile home dealers offer financing so you can get financing through the mobile home dealers. And then obviously if you have any extra lines of credit, you could use that for down payments and all the extra stuff. Um, but I initially funded this whole thing with my own cash and my bank basically.
0: And then whenever you turn, so you get a tenant in there and maybe you turn those tenants into like um, they're going to buy the properties. I'm assuming, are they going to buy them straight out? Or are they going to do like a rent to own or how do
1: you kind of take that off your books? So what I'm going to do is going to, it's not going to be like a rent to own. They're actually going to own it, uh, but it's going to be more like a seller finance. So yep. they're going to, it's going to, it's going to work just like that. So they're going to give me a down payment. I'm going to say, I'm going to basically hold a note for them and they're going to be making the payments, but I'm also going to be, I'm also going to add what's called lot rent. So they're going to be paying me a mortgage plus whatever the lot rent is. Um, that way you transfer all the repairs, the maintenance, the capital, the CapEx, everything from you. You transfer over to that tenant, um, so that way you have less expenses, and your only job is just to manage the land itself, uh, which will give you a lot less problems than the properties. Um, so that is a that is a future goal of mine. Right now, um, I own the land and I own all the homes, but the goal is to put up all the homes and then s- uh, put up put up the homes, sell them to the tenants. And then just collect the uh, more connect the note from the mortgage and then connect uh, uh, then collect the lot rent. That's the ultimate goal.
0: I love it. And then so you're gonna are you gonna manage these notes? Or are you gonna get a servicing company just to do all this stuff for you? Uh
1: serv- service, I'd rather go through a servicing company to yeah. do it for me. I'll pay whatever, you know, it makes it yeah. easier for me. Yeah.
0: A lot it sounds like a lot of headaches depending on how many units you're gonna go. Actually, I never
1: asked these. So uh how many units are you doing off the start and what's the the big plan overall? So right now there are three there are three units there right now. The overall plan uh, with the seven acres I believe is going to be uh, fifteen in total. That's so all. Awesome. Goal is to get fifteen total. Obviously, I still have to I have to get it approved to the uh, through the the Mississippi Health Department. But fifteen is the goal. So I think I think if I can do anything between twelve to fifteen, I would be like I'll be really happy about that.
0: That's awesome. And then like you you don't have any debt really at all because you bought the the land with cash. Um, you're going to put all this financing through the mobile home, you know, dealer, um, mm-hmm. is the plan to refi at any point or just continue just to ride that out and leave her all in cash and just fuck the cash flow from that. What's the, the end game on this?
1: So the goal, the goal, the goal is to doing a uh, huge, like uh, cash out refi. Yeah. Um, once everything is because I'm not going to say it's going to be a lifelong project, but it's going to, you know, it's going it to be years. a project that takes a couple of years. So once everything is done and complete, uh, I'm going to be getting in contact with more of the local banks and seeing if they are if they want to do a cash out refi. Um, because uh, this market in Columbus is very small and then they have a they have a big rural market. So a, a, a lot of people here, it's a little bit different for where I live in Florida. Um, they like their space. They don't really like people on top of them. You know, they got horses in the yard. They got the barns. Uh, It's very quiet. So it's a little different. So I would definitely want to do, you know, try to use more of a local bank, local to the area because they will basically understand. I think they'll understand it better than, you know, some bank all the way where I'm at. And they're trying to understand an investment in in Mississippi. I just think that's going to be, you know, problematic.
0: Yeah. So do you think you're going to be able to find more land like this that's either no zoning or has the zoning to be able to put mobile home parks or mobile or more? mobile homes on it?
1: Uh, Yeah. So basically what I've been doing now, I've been targeting basically parcels that are around the same area as mine. So where my property is located, it's like a lake about two minutes away. And in between my property and the lake, there's other parcels, 15 acres, eight acres, 10 acres, one acre, two acres. I've literally been sending the mail, reaching out, contacting them, because if I can do this here, then I can, I'm trying to gain control of some more parcels in the same area as well. Um, So I have been reaching out and marketing to them, nothing yet, but I'm kind of mad because I did just see one that just sold. And I'm like, man, I tried to get that one. Like, I I think it was already on the contract before I started marketing and I seen a recent sale and I was like, yo, I was literally targeting this and I couldn't get it, but there's other opportunities there. Um, And honestly, I don't see a lot of, LLCs purchasing in this area like when I look around this specific division subdivision it's mostly you know mom and pop like Mr. and Mrs. not many LLCs or corporations so I would think I think that I'm one of the first LLCs um, to purchase a parcel in this area with this plan every every other because I've, I've looked at the data I've seen it everything everybody else over there is more mom and top mom and pop Mr. and Mrs. or they may have transferred the property to their kids name stuff like that but not much LLCs in that area that are you know that are doing this
0: that's awesome so I guess my next question people want to reach out to you People want to go on the list to see if you got some other want properties some other land uh, wanted to you know maybe work with you on something like that or maybe buy some of the land off of you or buy some of the contracts off of you how do they uh, how do they track you down so they can
1: text or they can call me at 407-907-1646 shoot me a text or shoot me a phone call awesome Anything else I should have
0: asked you? Um, I think that there's going to be a lot of people interested in this. You might get to, especially a lot of people are interested in this development, especially doing like a mobile home park because it's not the the same cost, the same capital cost as going to develop a apartment building or something
1: like that. Right? Yeah, um, I, yeah, I, I would I would just say um, that it is possible, and there's uh, if you look in the more rural market. So if you're in a very populated area, I would go an hour two hours out and start targeting those areas. And I would be calling the zonings and seeing what the zonings are, if there's any zoning at all. So that's number one. And then number two, um, as far as with the mobile homes themselves, I do want to mention, um, you can go direct to seller on these as well. I did buy the first mobile home from a mobile home dealer, but the third home I bought direct to seller and I found it on Facebook marketplace. There are tons and tons of tons if you typed in mobile homes on Facebook marketplace, right, you're going to see a plethora. You're going to see thousands and thousands at different prices, different areas. There's all these people that have mobile homes. Honestly, some of them are willing to even give them away for free depending on, on the condition. And most of the time when you read the description, it's going to say must be moved, must be moved, must be moved. Right. So, cause they are either moving it from the park, Or in my case, I bought the mobile home from the guy and then I had to move it because they were going to be building a a four bedroom, two bathroom home there. So they needed it gone. So some people are giving away, people are giving away mobile homes for free. And some people obviously they're they're willing to sell them at a discount if you can get the property moved. Um, So you can market to them and reach out to them just like you do any landowners, house owners. If you're looking to flip, you can even buy them from wholesalers, Right i just bought this is separate but i just bought a duplex in jacksonville right from a wholesaler right you can buy that you can do the same thing you could buy uh you could buy the um the mobile home from the wholesaler or you could even buy the land from the wholesaler because i wholesale land and i buy it as well um so it's, it's a lot of opportunities with the mobile homes uh there's more mobile homes than there is land available i would say that can you or you can actually do this but once i shared the mobile home park I with some people—they were kind of get—they were kind of hitting me up because they didn't even know that you could do that. Like, I know people who do mobile home investing full time, and they were unaware that you could build your own. Life. Like, hey, like I, I want to build my own park. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> the fact that I'm actually doing it is kind of like you know, it's, it's it's I'm even surprised with myself because that wasn't the initial plan. But when you buy an investment, when you buy an investment, whether it's land, a mobile home, an apartment, whatever it is, your goal is to try to maximize the cash flow. How can you maximize every inch? If it's apartments, if you need to put in washer and dryers, uh, if it's a, a storage, maybe you need that you can add more, you can add 10 more units. Um, so basically always looking for value add opportunity. So the value add I saw in this. They only had one home on it. It was messed up. I had several acres um, on it. So I bought it, fixed it up, rented the house out. Now I've added since then two more mobile homes. Right. So I've added uh two additional sources of income from the same parcel of land. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. You're saying, Oh, you're speaking
0: my language, you know, value add opportunities. Love this. Awesome. Deandre, thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Once again, and you know I think you're back on episode 180. You guys are listening to this and you like this conversation, which obviously, if you're still here, I'm right at the end. You you loved it. So go check out 180 as well with uh, DeAndre as well. Um, and I actually I met DeAndre. I never even talked about it this time, but I met him because he was wholesaling me properties in Florida and uh, and was that two years ago or something, right? when right. I mean, he used to do the actual houses. So um you never know, some of these connections you make, uh you know just networking it's it's incredible right who knows what's going to come down the path from this or down the future but once again uh deandre thank you so much for coming on the show yeah i appreciate you man thank you